welcome to the Learning is Change list, the web series where I get to tackle all of the things that I would like to learn how to change in education in order to create an engine for authentic learning. Um, today I'm going to do something different again. Uh, <laughs> I've been taking a look at as many people that I can find that are doing um, reflective practice. And whether or not they're doing it in video or they're blogging about it and things like that, I just want to get into the community of people who are thinking critically about their learning and their teaching. And um, in that process, um, I found one person that I think exemplifies this level of reflection that I'm looking for pretty much more than anybody I've seen. Um, and the reason why I think he does this um, is because he's a, a brand new teacher this year, um, and he is going through and, and doing monthly videos of his practice um, uh, of teaching and reflecting on what he considers his weaknesses and his strengths. And what I find most interesting is that he's brutally honest about these things, um, and he is able to speak about them with with a clarity that I, I think most people don't get to until much later um, in their you know teaching and learning careers, and um, so I wanted to highlight the the things that are going on in his practice um, and. I'm going to show you an excerpt here um, from something that he was talking about in terms of his um, inability in that first month of teaching to do classroom management. Um, so I'm going to let him uh, speak for himself, um, but I want you to take a look at the honesty that, that he's able to call upon and to, to sort of reference um, from, from very early on in, in his teaching and learning career. So here it is. But this was a huge part of my first month a huge weakness uh, to the point where I felt like um, I was pushed to the edge, pushed, pushed to breaking point really. I, I considered quitting, I considered just leaving to be honest, just walking out, uh, handing my notice in because I felt alone, I felt it was really hard. I felt that, you know, I'd been given this job which is, which is an amazing opportunity but I had no one there. Uh, he was telling me to deal with how to deal with behaviour issues, how to even give out a detention, what to do if somebody was on the a kid was on the phone, if they're talking in class, if they're shouting, if they're fighting. I don't know how to deal with that. I do know. But then in September two thousand and twelve, I had no idea. I think it's the solitude that I find most compelling about that clip. The fact that he felt alone and that he didn't have a support system that was going to help him to be a better teacher. He did eventually find that within his building and, and find some of the support systems that have helped him over the last few months. But in that first month, when it was the most acute, he didn't feel that support. He didn't feel that there was a community that was behind him that was driving him and his success. And he did feel like he wanted to leave. That's the thing that I'd like to change, both in um, the teaching and in the learning that learners have to go on their own through the learning process, that there isn't a support system other than, you know, family members and things like that that are a total wild card in education. The teaching practice and the learning practice are ones that cry out for support, and it is the reflection um, that we that allows us to have that support. It is the ability to look in the mirror and say and to cry out for that support um, when we need it. You know those kinds of things to me are are what need to change. 
And so having, you know, communities of practice and things like that makes sense, but it is the voicing of the problem, the voicing of the pain that is so important. It is um, that we need to allow both teachers and learners to cry out when they are in pain of not knowing what to do next, um, and then to have a community surround that pain and to actually find a solution to what's going on. Um, and to me, you know, it is the quiet desperation that happens um, that doesn't allow for those things to happen. So it's the reflective practice in the end that actually gets us there, um, that actually allows for the support to surround that pain. Um, so that's, that's what I would like to change, is that whenever a teacher or a learner is in, um, has that element of, of not knowing what to do next, or that element of pain, that they actually do voice that pain, and that we surround them with the support that comes. And I know that a lot of people would be able to, you know, offer advice and things like that, but it is, um, even more than that, it is, I understand what it is that is happening, and I respect how open and honest you are being about the fact that you are in pain and that you are having troubles here. That, to me, is amazing. And I feel like that clip is one of the most human things that I have seen in a very long time. Um, so anyway, I want to call attention to it, um, and I hope that he joins this conversation. Um, and, uh, you know, if you do end up watching this, please, you know, put a, a comment below or, or react to this video, because um, I find your story uh, extremely compelling. And... Um, you know, thank you so much for watching. Uh, please do subscribe or comment or join the Google Plus community. Um, I will be talking to you very, very soon.